Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Right now we're going to talk some Winter Games. For the first time since 2019, the Winter Games are back in action in stunning surroundings of Central Otago. The profile of winter sports have grown off the map in the last five years off, off the back of the Olympic success and genuine star power. So the game's 16 events across Alpine, free ride, freestyle disciplines between the 27th of August and the 11th of September is a crucial event to have back on the New Zealand sporting calendar. Marty Toomey is the CEO of the Winter Games and he's on the line now. Morning Marty, thank you so much for joining us mate. Morena boys, nice to talk to you. Thank you, mate. How's the week been? You're all hard. Obviously, we're on a yeah. Wednesday. How's, how's the week been? How's it looking going forward? Yeah, no, awesome so far. We've had four Alpine events up at Coronet Peak, and they all went really well. So we've got, uh, we got away a Super G and some GSs, or two Super Gs and two GS races, and perfect blue skies. They were absolutely awesome, and nice to see... Uh, you know, Alice Robinson, Kiwi legend, coming out on top of one of those races yesterday. Um, lots of internationals, which is great for us. As you said before, you know, 2019 was the last time since we had a big show. So awesome to see people back. And then we've got heaps more coming out this weekend. We've got the uh, free ride up at the Remarkables. And then we start four events also at the Gona. So we've got a, a half-pipe event, a slope-style event. And then the following week, we've got a big year and a park jam. So pretty much everything you could think about. And a great place for uh, you know lots of Kiwis to come and show how good they are against the rest. Yeah, Marty, how how good is it to have that event back on after the um, the break? Lots of pe- are there lots of people there? What's the what's the viewership been like? Yeah, it was awesome the other day up at Coronet Peak on uh, I'm trying to remember my day Saturday for the um, first of the Super Gs. We had hundreds of people lining in the top of the course just waiting for the first athlete to bust out of the gate. I think. Uh, you know, that's exactly what you're looking for when you organise an event. You want people to be excited to be there to watch and see some of those stars in action. Mate, the importance of the Winter Games uh, for our, well, next generation to be able to test themselves, mate. It's obviously been a difficult time with COVID, but, man, we've had some superstars over the year. you got Alice Robinson, Zoe sadowski Sinnott. Um, you know, you've, uh, what's the young kid that just... In, uh, Finn Billis, um, and you've got plenty of little young yeah. superstars that have gone over and had some had some success. So how important is this event to, to our next generation? I think that's where it's really important, is it? I think the, um, you know, people need to be able to get a start in international sports and being able to do that from home when you can you know sleep in your own bed before you go up the mountain and everything. 
just makes life a whole lot easier. So I think, uh, you know, it's huge. It gives, um, we've got some young superstars. You may have seen profiled on TV a bit lately, but, you know, 14, 15 years old. And so to actually get up against other Olympians and everything and to actually show what they're capable of, but to do it from the comforts is a, is a big start. And then our program builds over the next few years as we head towards the Olympics in 2026. So we'll get bigger and bigger events each year so they can actually grow with the events. By the time they get to the big show, they're very, very comfortable. Hey, Marty, just talking about that um, that development, like you've been through high-performance sport, the All Blacks, you're now heading into winter sports with a, with a different type of athlete. What's what's the major difference that you've seen with these young kids compared to the sports people that you've worked with in the past? Yeah, it's a, it's a funny one. It's, um, I guess the, the age is one of those things. <laughs> they're super young, so, you know, they're already at the top of their game when they you know, before they've hit 20 kind of thing, which doesn't happen in too many sports. So you have a lot of interaction between athletes and parents. So it's quite different in those early kind of stages. But I think I think the big one is just the, uh, particularly in the, I guess, the park and pipe disciplines, those real action sport pieces, they need um, camaraderie, you know, competing athletes for something that's quite unique. Hey, where, where are you at participation numbers? Um, I know particularly with, with rugby and the, the concussion and parents obviously shying away from contact sport. Do you have the same problems with uh, skiing and, and snowboarding? Because it is a, um, well, I know those athletes make it look so easy when they're going up there and flipping and I'd be a, a distraught parent if I was watching that. But, mate, where are the participation numbers at for New Zealand ski and do you have a lot of funding in behind you to, to be able to help it? Because it wouldn't be cheap, I must say. No, it's not. It's not cheap. You know, running the events not cheap. Uh, Snow Sports New Zealand, the entity that's you know the equivalent of NZR, um, is well supported by High Performance Sport New Zealand and some funding partners in there. Um, and then a lot of, I guess, it is one of those differences to other sports. You've triggered me there. The um, a lot of the participation actually takes place through the resorts. So the resorts have the ski schools, which give people that introduction to skiing and snowboarding. And then from there, you know, the ones that take up that competitive pathway, they're the ones that really end up with Snow Sports New Zealand and then coming through competing in our events and hopefully getting off to Free Ride World Tour or the Paralympics or Olympic Games. So there's, but the numbers are um, they're pretty strong. At the moment, The I think the resorts across, uh, certainly across the South Island are on you know, they're looking like they're heading towards their best ever season. So there's a lot of people out there skiing and snowboarding, so that bodes well for the future. Alice Robinson won uh, her, her event yesterday. So, you know, is, is there any other names on uh, the radar that we should be keeping a lookout for? Yeah, look, I think some of the ones that have been really good for people to start looking at, we we all know the, uh, you know, the Zoe Sadowski Senates and the Nico Porteuses and, people that have been to the games and obviously delivered really well there, but it's those young ones. It's the Luke Heralds, you know, young fellow taking off in the uh, half pipe on Saturday, who's, as I say, 14 years old. Pretty special to watch in terms of where he's at relative to everyone previously. Uh, Ruby Andrews, who's the reigning junior world champion, another Kiwi, um, in the women's free ski um, slope style. And then you've got Gustav Lignarski, who's the reigning junior world champion in the halfpipe as well. So, I mean, they're just three 
young Kiwi names, and then you've got your cool Wakashimas, your Finn Billises, you know, the, the list rolls on and on and on. So there really are, there's lots of Kiwis and lots of uh, internationals for them to pit themselves against. So uh, the international contingent, uh, have, are they quite strong? Have they brought a lot of strength over to the event too so that our Kiwi um, riders will get a good, oh, no, now's where they are, uh, where they are in the, compared to the rest of the world? Yeah, often in a year after the you know Olympic Games or Paralympic Games, a lot of the superstars have a kind of a down year. Um, but we've seen really strong teams coming through from Asia. So I mean, this time around, they haven't done that so much. So we've got you know a huge number of Olympians, particularly from um, Japan and across the snowboard disciplines, where they're very very strong. And I guess the advantage is we have snow when uh, half the world doesn't. So if they want to be on snow, uh, they all come down. So there's a lot of people down here training and competing um, and just trying to get as much kind of time on the legs as possible. So, yeah, there are there's some really strong other internationals. Hey, Marty, in your previous roles with the High Performance Sport in New Zealand, what, what have you uh, made of the Com Games? Did you enjoy watching those? Yeah, look, I enjoy watching sport. I love watching sport. I love seeing Kiwis winning uh, and I love seeing them enjoying themselves. You know, that's uh, when they win and enjoy themselves, that's kind of the ultimate um, and there were some pretty cool moments there. Yeah, hey, uh, just quickly before we let you go, Marty, um, what's the rest of the season looking like? This has obviously been our best snow dump for a very long time, and are we going to probably go a lot longer than we have previously? Are we are we looking like where are we looking to head for the for the snow season? What what date do we reckon it's going to wind up? I think most of the resorts will be done by mid October. Um, some of them are talking about extending it, you know, a little bit longer than they normally would. But you do tend to get down south here in particular, you get the uh, the switch gets flipped at one stage and all of a sudden it just starts warming up too much to be able to, you can't make snow anymore so you can only really work, work with what you've got. Um, and Cadrona normally runs into kind of mid-October and we'll do that again this year. I think um, if I remember rightly, you know, most of all the other big commercial fields are running at least till the end of September and also into early October. So that's a, that's a, pretty, good, uh, it's a pretty good season. Yeah, it's a very good season, mate. It's uh, it's bloody beautiful down there at the moment. So just it can't be off all, all work, Marty. Are you going to get out there and have a go on the half pipe and do some flips, or, or what? Are you just going to stay on land? If, if I do flips, mate, it's an accident. Something's gone wrong. So, uh, no, I, I love to watch. No problem going through the half pipe, but preferably not up the sides of it. <laughs> no, it's, it's awesome. I get out there and watch as much as I can because it's a it's a fun, but you know it's a watching the joy and the hoots and the hollers and all the carry-on, that's the, um, that's the basis that make it pretty rewarding. Oh, beautiful, mate. I'm not surprised Alice won. I, I was going, I just said the story earlier, I went up the chairlift behind her and I was like, I'm going to follow her and bang, whoop, she was gone down the bottom. I said, oh, mate. <laughs> it was yeah, funny I've, watching, made, uh, I've made that. <laughs> I've made that mistake once too, just once. Yeah. <laughs> Just once. Don't try and keep up with the professionals. Hey, mate, appreciate you coming on, Marty <laughs> no. Toomey. Uh, all, all well done for, for you and the team for the successful event so far, and all the best for the next few days, mate. Great to have it back in New Zealand. Appreciate it. Yeah, really appreciate it. Thanks, boys. There he is. Marty Toomey, CEO of the Winter Games, talking about Alice Robinson. She, got, she won the Super um, Slalom, Giant Slalom yesterday, and she got the yellow jersey. Great, because she was... Uh, Probably didn't have the winter games that she was after, Kempi and Louis. She obviously bowed out in the, the start. And she was our flag bearer, wasn't she, for the start of it? So probably not what she was after. Great to see her back in the winning circle. And then we've got some young superstars coming up 
and let's have like Matt honestly don't know how they do it man it's crazy watching these people early like i'm going down and you catch a little edge of your face plant you're like sore as you're walking straight off the mountain but these kids and just do it so effortlessly it's so good i actually went to the um last winter games daniel mccarty and me did our, our old broadcast from there the last time it was in New Zealand at Cadrona uh, in 2019. We did our show from there for a couple of days and I could not recommend getting up Cadrona if you're in the region enough and checking out the the free ride, so the the kind of park events. It was so amazing. You watch it on TV, but what you never, ever, ever get your head around is how steep the slopes are on TV (laughs) because the cameras all balance it out, but the, the slope of the half pipe, is sickening and then the actual the ramps and the rails that these guys are doing so we all watch the winter olympics and you know having the profile of um yeah zoe and nico and finn and gustav and the, the all the portius boys the jo- and, and don't forget you know the the ski father jossie wells and the wells boys as well and what mm. what they did to kind of keep us engaged and get us initially into the sports and and what they've done of recent times is we all watch it on tv but until you go there and see the absolute angles that these things are on, and then you watch these kids. And Marty's right. We're talking 14, 15, 16, 17, some of these like, really young kids who are taking their – well, this is what they do for school anyway. You know, these colleges around the, the that kind of part of the world, they ski for school anyway, get credits for it, and, and good on them. But um, Winter Games, it was an amazing experience. I was, um, I was desperate to try and go back this year, just didn't work out with Ooh. timings, but – it was such a cool experience, and if anybody's in the region, I couldn't I couldn't recommend it enough. Go for a ski on the on the hill there, and then watch the games going on on the other side. It's very very cool. I got a quick one for you. I got a quick. I got to yeah. tell you. I got to tell you this one. Okay, so I get into skiing and took the kids up to get some. So up here or ski. What do you call it? Ski planet, snow planet. <laughs> I go in there, and they say they say yeah, got lessons for Kemp. So yep, ski lessons. I went no no. I said a snowboard. They went no no. We can't do a snowboard. Just I said well give me a snowboard. So I go and do one 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 practice down the snow planet that weekend. Went down to oh Cooney mate. Went up to the. I didn't bother about the learners. I went straight up to intermediate. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy pulls me off the ski lift and goes down, and you're right about the angles. It's so steep, mate. So I go down, and I finally, I'm just looking down. I'm going, yeah, I'm going to have a crack at it. And I jump on the snowboard and I just go down, mate. It was like taking a massive drop off a 30-foot wave, mate. But I couldn't turn the snowboard, and these kids are going around like this. And I'm screaming, get out of the way, get out of the way. And these kids are going past me, mate. I would have, I would have killed them if I'd hit them. And I've gone up and tried to swing it around to the left. And you know how the snowboard digs into the snow? Yeah, <laughs> and I've just gone edge. bang. The old got the concussion, <laughs> the old head on the back of the ground. And it must have looked funny. And I, here I am just slowly <laughs> going all the way down on my, my ass on my back. Mate. And that was my introduction to snowboarding. One lesson, straight to intermediate. <laughs> Picked it up, went out of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> never again, Kimpy, never again, mate. Oh, man, it is hard. It is hard. And I... um. When I was trying to follow Alice down, she went down the right-hand side, and that was me. She went down this little bit, and I was like, oh, 
Oh, wow, well, I just jumped on my bum and started sliding down. <laughs> I couldn't keep up. And the thing when it snows, oh. it's hard, eh? Like when you hit us. Oh, yeah. oh, mate, it's not like water when you're surfing. You're, you know, you're going under. But when you hit the... I'm like, when I hit it, I was like, ooh, yeah, that's actually that actually hurts. It's dangerous, man. Like, 100%. And because it's so compact, yeah. especially if you if you don't get fresh power, like if it's not nice snow. It's a bit icy. Yeah, mm. and in New Zealand, like, let's be honest, our mountains, like anyone that's been up in um, Whistler and Canada, they, they come back here, they can't ski. They can't ski or board because they just... It's like it's too icy. They don't enjoy it enough. And, and not all our snow is um, that real nice cushiony stuff as well. But the Winter Games on at the moment. Absolutely loving it. Great to chat with Marty Toomey. If you missed that, head to Izzy and Kempe for Breakfast, our podcast channel. <laughs> Questions on your radio, giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast. Five questions for the win. Supercars on the line. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Your mind. It's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go-go. Monday, Monday next week, we're doing the big draw for someone to head to the Gold Coast. And we want as many as possible in that draw and well honestly you're not giving us a call you ain't got a chance give us a call every morning right through to monday you know jade from hamilton you're up first morning jade morning brother how are we good mate good 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 luck here we go question number one which two nrl clubs will compete for the zay wallace shield this this weekend for the what shield, sir? Zay. Wallace Shield. Can I get a clue on that one? It's on home soil. Uh, Warriors and the Titans. <laughs> Warriors and Titans is correct. Question number two. Who is who is this year's AFL minor premier? What team? Geelong Cats, correct Question number three Who did Nick Kyrgios beat yesterday in the first round of the US Open? Oh, good luck Five, four Say that again (laughs) Say it again Kokonakis. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Anyway, question number four. Which racehorse won last year's Cox Plate and has just been retired to stud 
with a racing in injury? Five. Uh, you boys talking about that. Four. Three. Two. One. State of rest. Oh. <laughs> 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 Oi. Don't, Jade. Very cool. Jade, Jade, get this one. Get this one. Question number five. What year did Sir Bob Charles win the Open? Five. Quicker, go. Four, three, <laughs> two, <laughs> one. Hang up. Hang up on him. Hang up on him. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, Jade. Well done. Well done. Ed from Tolaga. Are you still awake? <laughs> Are you awake? Hey. Up the coast. Up the coasties. Up the coast. No Googling, Ed. I don't want you to have Googled no. this. Oh, 1963. Royal, listen, St. Hey. Anne. <laughs> yeah. You watched it, eh? You watched it, eh? <laughs> Good man, Ed. Good man. I had to go to work, so I had to stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> well done. You're in the draw, Ed. I hope you win it, man. I hope you win it. Yeah. I think you'll be a hoot over there. We'll have to give you a call every day to see if you're still still awake and still alive. Well, you won't have to go to work, so if <laughs> you'll work out what he'll be doing. Gee, he was, you try and you, you can't predict who's going to win this quiz. People always say to me, well, you guys stitch it up for your favourite callers. Nah, there's no way because sometimes nobody gets any questions. There's sometimes today, like Jade, he's got his fingers working fast and you can't catch him out. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> terrible stuff. All right. Well, thanks to Willamette Travel. Somebody's going to the Goldie 500. Ed snagged himself another bonus bet. Man, you're making the. You should be. You, why are you working, Ed? You should be killing the TAB with all these bonus bets you're collecting. Seven away from seven. We'll try and find something at the Cambo Synthetic a little bit later on. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. I read an article yesterday saying that the demise of the All Blacks is because schools are focused on winning football games and pathways into the professional ranks rather than developing fundamental skills. Seriously, if this is what has been identified as the underlying issue that has this All Black team being ranked fifth in the world, then I'm sorry but you are way off the mark. In fact, you are so far off the mark that I suggest you go down to a park with the likes of an Izzy or a Bodie and witness just how good their schools are. And I can tell you this, you'll be quietly surprised at how bloody good their fundamental schools are and probably will be left with your foot in your mouth at some of their jaw-dropping abilities. You see, every All Black was earmarked for greatness as soon as he picked up a football. They knew it, their parents knew it, their mates knew it, and eventually the All Blacks acquired it. And if you asked each one of them what the difference was between them and your average Joe, well, Joe was just average and they weren't. And if you asked them if high schools were where they developed their schools, they would say yes, some, but probably say that mostly over a lifetime of learning and being coached by good people from an early age. And that's where the buck really stops. It's the coaching of coaches that's the difference between the top of the world rankings and the bottom. 
So stop looking to blame schools, if anything. The NZR should install coaching directors around the country, at clubs, schools, and even the professional ranks. Then, and only then, will we see our great All Blacks players in the future return to their rightful place in the world. And that's number one. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Schools play their part, Kempi, but that's got nothing to do with um, what's going on up there at the moment. No way at all. Um, it's one of my pet hates, though, Kempi, the old school situation at the moment. These young kids that are throwing all the eggs into one basket, going to these big rugby schools, big rugby programs, and putting it all out there and really becoming professional. Look, I, don't, I love it how they're changing probably their their training attitudes, their work ethic and that side of things. But one thing is they're putting so much pressure on these young kids at a young age, and parents are doing it as well, and taking them to these schools. These, these kids haven't really had time to, to live and to, to do other things outside of sport, apply themselves academically, um, give, them, give themselves great opportunities so when they leave school that it is an easier transition. So at the moment, they're just going... You know, putting so much pressure on these kids, and when they can become professionals, they're burnt out. You know, because they've started from 15, and they're getting to when they start cracking it about 22, and they're so tired already because <laughs> they've been under so much pressure. So, one thing I want to see these kids do when they're at school is, is try and enjoy it, try and make the most of it, have a bit of fun. You know, f- try different things, see where it leads you, um, and, and then because rugby will take care of itself. I promise you, rugby will take care of. Of itself, but um, yeah, it's it's interesting that article if they start blaming the schools with Akimpi. Yeah, and you're right. You know, like the I, the article should have really talked about what schools are doing to the sport, not you know being the problem with the sport. They, I reckon, schools should be where kids go to learn, you know, not not yeah. not where they go to That's focus on I mean, getting yeah. a contract. Um, into an NPC or Super 15. And what the government needs to do, especially Sport New Zealand, is they have to stop allowing schools to be just taking kids out of wherever they are and bringing them into these rugby academies just to play rugby because it's not the best thing for them. And people don't talk about that. You know, so you're right. It, it teaches kids how to hate sport when they don't make it as opposed to yeah. just going to school to enjoy being at school and coming out of that. And that's why I was saying about the coaching. It's all about the experiences. You know that. If mm. we have a really good experience in sport, you're going to stay in it for a long time. And like you just pointed out, if you don't have a, a quality experience, well, that's what they call burnout. It's really it's really the hate for the sport because of that. And these schools are going out, and they're like front contracts and rugby opportunities at these kids. And that's what I hate. Like They're going out and, and battling for these kids to try and get the best players for their first 15. And um, I don't know, my nephew, I spoke to him the other day, he's a Hastings boy, he's good man, he's quality as, he's probably going to make his, you know, he's got a big future ahead of him. But he was talking, I said, what do you want, what, how do you, do you enjoy his school and how you find his school? He's like, oh, I just love rugby, eh? And I said, bro, honestly, rugby will take care of itself, try and find other things. So then if it doesn't happen, because reality is some, not everyone's going to make it, if it doesn't happen, the transition is a lot easier and you don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's what I want to tell these kids because some of them will get heartbroken. Most of them, not all of them are going to crack it. 
as long as you've got something to fall back on, it'll make it a little bit easier to handle. But on Saturday night, the All Blacks will attempt to instill some pride back into the jersey at FMG Stadium. Such an important game requires a big curtain raiser, and man, I'm excited about this one. The Southern Bush Pigs are back, and they'll go up against the Auckland Uni Debt Collectors. <laughs> I love the names. In the under 85 kilogram cup decider, that's where men are men and boys are boys. Andrew James, General Manager of the Bushies, and he's with us now, ahead of the mighty clash in Hamilton. Morning, Andrew. Yeah, kia ora, mate. Um, fizz to be there again. Back-to-back <laughs> finals for the Bushies. So, um, yeah, we're pumped up. Yeah, I bet you are, mate. You guys are obviously going to pack the stadium for the All Blacks, aren't you? Yeah, too right, mate. I think we've sold about 10,000 tickets um, uh, already. Yeah, <laughs> 10,000, mate. 10,000 no, tickets. No, no. <laughs> Cut it we're out. a bit light, mate, unfortunately. Unfortunately, um, she's uh, when you find out you're you're in the final six days before the um, before the actual game, it's pretty tough to get a run up there from uh, from Dunedin. But no, we've got a few supporters making the uh, the trip, and hopefully, we bring um, bring the dads a, a wee present, a early Father's Day present on Saturday night. Trust your pig. Do you trust your pigs? <laughs> Trust the pigs, mate. It's jeez, uh, jeez. It's been an exciting wee um, season this one. So, uh, no COVID uh, delays, which has been a, a bit of a bonus, and we've actually got some good momentum. We um, had our best game on on the weekend against Karaka, um, and uh, in the semi final. So it's all coming. You know, all the jigsaw pieces are are in the puzzle, and um, we're we're ready to rip. Mate, talk to us about the journey this year. Like, obviously, it's a lot about on the field, but, man, you must have some fun off the field, surely. Oh, yeah, too right. And, um, <laughs> you know, being a being a national comp as well, um, there's a lot of travel. I think we, we only played um, our second game at the same location over two years, um, just on the weekend. So, you know, like... We're always out and about. I mean, we're home and away every every week, but then sometimes we've, uh, we had a flood down in Dunedin, so we didn't get to play on the home deck first round, and then we're away for two weeks. Um, a four-and-a-half-hour bus trip um, up to uh, up to Prebleton in Christchurch, and um, and then leaving, you know, within an hour of the game, um, stopped off at a couple of local pubs and... You know, our captain uh, found a dollar on the field um, for one of our games, found a dollar, put it in his sock, didn't tell anyone, and then he chucked it in the old claw machine at the uh, Waihimo pub and um, picked up a wee <laughs> golden unicorn. So that's the wee, um, the wee soft toy unicorn's been our, been our lucky... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been with us at, at every um, game since. So, yeah, up there in the... Um, Stuck on with a wee, wee bit of um, blue tack onto the um, top of our, you know, wh- whichever shed we're in, and um, and yeah, it's got us through the final. It's all good stuff. It's, One buck. It's your golden ticket, the old Willy Wonka factory. You've got it, the golden coin. <laughs> hey Andrew, if you've been following the show, you know I always ask this question, mate. The final in front of the All Blacks. What's your theme? What's your theme this weekend? <laughs> Oh mate, it, it is trust your pig. It is it's trust the man next to you. You know, we've it's all about trust, and we're um yeah we're in that pig pen together, and um we have been for for the last um you know three months, and and then before last year we've got half our half our um, teams returned, got a few new blokes from the Southern Rugby Club down there, Magpie Stadium. So um 
yeah, it's great to great to have some continuity, but yeah, it's all about trusting that pig next year. Um, and you know, it's just such a good good bunch of lads. Mate, tell us about the whole. Do you, get, do you boys get weighed before every game? Because there must be some pigs that get real piggish. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, mate. That first game, no good. The uh, the Southern Prem team um, had won the banner um, down here against Tyree, and um, and they they all went out and obviously loaded up and um, you know beers and and Domino's pizzas and what have you. And then one of our guys that was weighing about eighty six throughout the week weighed 90 game day <laughs> and, and he um, yeah big uh, Mika Vaitupu and he he was meant to be our starting eight now he's he's uh, he's out obviously can't get down to size because you've got you weigh in about an hour before the game and then by half an hour before kickoff you've got to be at 85 or less so anyway what happens is that that's one bit of drama another guy weighs in at 87 he can't lose weight Another guy's asleep on the bench, and um, and yeah, so we we had about we were three down that first game. Yeah, so he never got on; he just came it out. So it was a big old big old doozy of a start. We could have been out of the comp first week. <laughs> hey Andrew, and what about you know you've got the you've got, we're going to go stick with that pig theme. You've got that pig in your teammate who just you know he's one of those guys. He's not very healthy, he's, you know, always a mess, shows up late, but you throw him a jersey in a football and he turns people inside out. Who's that who's that guy on your team? Oh geez, we have got a we've got a couple up there, eh? Um but the the big Mac at the back, um, Macahore, I say big Mac, he weighs about seventy dripping wet, seventy kegs, but he's um he's a wizard um <laughs> on the field and uh and then off it absolute pig it's good stuff yeah <laughs> yeah we gotta, we so watch out for him mate Andrew we've got a couple of questions here very quickly to rip through on double eight double three. actually somebody's having a winch Karaka 85's landed one hour before kick off what a stitch up alright well unfortunate for them the bushies roll on is the bush pigs an invitational team or do you represent a club no no we're part of the southern club um so, so last year they they wanted to grow the game, and you know we didn't have an 85s team down in Dunedin, so we just threw together a lot of blokes um, uh, that that could come to the the open training. Whereas this year we're part of the Southern Rugby Club, so you know we are um, we're a club team down there. We still don't have a grade. We've got a really strong Premier Colts um, uh, and you know Colts grade down here with all the uni students. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how long it would be before we could kind of infiltrate that with an under eighty fives league, um, but we're hopeful that we can grow and, and another club will pick up a team next year, maybe Kaikoura or, or Dunedin, who have heaps of those young boys from playing playing at uni. So um, hopefully we can grow and, and have have another Dunedin side next year. Oh mate, I think it's got great potential to go forward and be big, man. It's an awesome wee initiative that New Zealand Rugby are doing, and we had the trophy in our studio not so long ago as well, so hopefully you can get a taste out of the baby back-to-back years. Quickly, before we let you go, has it been broadcast on yeah. Sky before the, before the game? Too right. Yeah, we'll be live on Sky, so um, yeah, it'll be it'll be all good fun, and um, yeah, can't wait. The boys are really pumped up. We've got a wee um, a sponsors night. We're just going to have uh, at Bloke Barber's um, down here in Dunedin, so the boys are going to get have nice. fresh lids and um, and, <laughs> and all before our. I think we're leaving at bloody five thirty a.m. 
on Saturday morning to get up to the Tron. So she's a big old day, but no, with this national comp, we're used to travelling um, far and wide and early doors, so it's good stuff. Beautiful, mate. There's a guy in there called Jack Lady. Make sure you snap him in half. That's Bodie Barrett's brother-in-law. So uh, all the best, mate. <laughs> all the best, Andrew. <laughs> and uh, we'll, um, we'll hopefully get you on after you get the job done, mate. Appreciate your time. Too easy, mate. Thanks for it. Nice Up stuff. The there you go. Up the pigs. Trust your pig. We're gonna, the we'll, pigs. We'll have to tune in with Andrew from uh, Mad Monday like we did with old Thomas Grant this time last year. It's an annual tradition for this show, SNZ Breakfast. Catch up with the Bushies on their way to the Under-85 Championship. Go on. You can watch that before the curtain raise it this weekend. All righty. is going to keep you for breakfast. Right now we have got Venus Williams over there in the US Open in her first round matchup, and she lost the first set 6-1, uh, currently trailing 4-3 in the second as well. So one Williams might go out today. Uh, Pagula straight through and straight sets, as did Muguruza in hers, and as we heard, Arohase Swatek cruising through the first round matchup after her long win streak earlier in the year. Southampton approaching 90 minutes into their game with Chelsea leading 2-1. What a coup that would be for Southampton. I know that their fans will be riding every second of this game. Leeds and Everton locked at 1-0 in the 74th minute. Fulham got the job done in the end 2-1 over Brighton, Crystal Palace and Brentford playing out a 1-0 draw. So there is some live sport for you. Let's head along to our friend at tab.co.nz Paulie Mwadi where you can go and bet on live sport if that's what you're into. Paulie, how you doing? Yeah, good, thanks, uh, Louis. What was what was up with the car, mate? See, a little, oh. see some mechanical issues this morning, getting to work a little bit late. Yeah, you know like how you have that um, thing with uh, uh, Izzy, the old country clueless. Uh, I might need a bit of help with the old mechanical munter. Um, <laughs> I've got no idea what's going on. What was it, Paulie? Well, he doesn't know, oh, that's the problem. <laughs> It, it turned on and then it turned off straight away. So <laughs> there we go. If, if, if any listeners out there can give me a hand what sort there. Of whip, uh, what sort of whippy is Paulie Mawadi driving? Something nice, obviously, working at TAB. <laughs> no, it's it's a very, very old Audi. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very, very old Audi. What, like 2016? See your name? <laughs> oh, yeah. Crikey. Oh, wish. Oh, boy. No. Hey, yeah, hey, but probably need to trade him. Hey, Paulie, what about your horse? You've been really quiet about your horse. What are you lining that up in? Well, it just ran. No, I know, but what, yeah, are you, what, what are you lining it up in? Where, where's it headed? We're, we're, yeah, we're not sure at the moment. Not sure. But when when I find out, I'll let you boys know 100%. Yeah, after not you. Not sure. But with Al Chirac taking his three out of the uh, Tarzino, I don't know. I don't know. Have they all come out? I thought I heard he, 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 they went right. You, you probably should ask the guy um, I don't th- further up north. I don't think anything wants to run in that after last weekend's effort. Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was a tough run. No, no, fair enough. You're right. They are. They're, they're all out of the Tarzino. Um, I missed that, but that makes perfect sense. Winning for all is still 61 bucks, Paulie, so you may as well reload on your 31s and go again. Um, <laughs> Imperatrice is a dollar sixty. I saw she was. Oh, I suppose who else do we have come out of that? Uh, 
Um, there was someone else that has also ducked her. Oh, Catalyst. So Catalyst is heading straight to Australia. Imperatress, $1.60 in the futures market right now. Can I please just implore people not to bet on this? Because you, you're probably... Sorry, Paulie. I don't, but you, you have, a, have a bet, but maybe don't have a bet now because you'll probably get $1.60 on the day, won't you? And it, right now, all you're doing is you're potentially putting yourself up to lose your money because it's a futures market. That's how it works, isn't it, Paul? Yeah, future-proof, though, so um, there's a wee bit of insurance there. Uh, and I, I guess the big thing is, uh, will La Creek turn up? Um, if, if that's the case, then you're probably right. You'll probably get around $1.60 mark come race day. But if La Creek uh, doesn't turn up, um, I dare say uh, you'll be... You'll get a wee bit shorter, $1.60 well, on Imperatres in the Tarzino. Well, so. you've still got Dragon Leap in this market is on the third line of betting as the $12 favourite. This is a fascinating market to look at because from what I'm gathering, Dragon Leap ran definitely well enough that they're going to keep them over there and maybe look at, I don't know, Super Rupert Clark or something like that. So... All of a sudden, Helena Baby's the third favourite at 12 bucks. Brando out to 21. Gee whiz, the field falls away. I mean, she's just got to win it in a canter unless La Creek can come back as a, a serious racehorse, right? Exactly. It looks like a wee bit of a match race if La Creek turns up. If not, then Imperatriz. Oh, she uh, might looks, start $1.30. Looks like, looks like she could go around backwards and still win. Yeah, to be honest. And obviously Group 1 races are never like that. But that is quite incredible. I hadn't looked at that field. There you go. You can go have a look at, uh, click on Sport, go to Feature Racing or Racing Feature Races, have a look at the Tarzino. Um, yeah, it's still a 60 favourite, and I guess she was that impressive. She's not going to the Golden Eagle, by the way. She is going to the Empire Rose, if you're also playing in futures markets. Um, that'll do huge value for her broodmare status if they can put up an Australian Group 1 there. All right, Paulie, anything else we need to know? Uh, don't forget, we've got the uh, tennis back promotion on all the men's and women's singles matches at the US Open. Uh, later on this morning, we've got Emma Raducanu up against Elise Cornet. Uh, Cornet, the outsider there at around the 225 mark. She has been playing fairly consistently of late. So possible upset there against Emma Raducanu, who has been up and down over the last few months. Beautiful stuff. Download the TAB app today and get involved. Right. Kimpy, 0800 What are you doing today at about 3pm? Well, running it straight with Sammy Hewitt, Young Rabs. We're going who? to be talking to Cam George, the Warriors CEO. He's going to make his way into the SENZ studio and uh, sit down with us for an hour. Whereabouts do you guys reckon you'll sit in the studio? Like, are we eyeball each other? No, straight across. I don't mind where he sits, really. He can hold my hand if he wants to, Cam. I'm, you know, I'm just going to sit in here and... And talk rugby league, everything Warriors lean into their last game, but also just a little bit of information would be nice to impart from Cam on what he thought this year was really like from his perspective and where we're headed into the future um, with what's been going on this year and and with all this new blood on the coaching and the playing stuff coming over. So it's going to be a good chat. What are the imperatives Kempe cannot miss with Cam George? Because there are lots. We've heard lots out of the camp this year. They've underperformed. The team has been on the back foot. The club's been on the back foot for a number of years now with COVID. But as far as the performance goes, we need them to be better. 
What do you need Kimpy to ask and Sam to ask of Cam George? Double eight, double three, or oh eight hundred one five zero eight to live. And this is your chance. It's really good of him to come in. Really, really well played and fair play, do Cam for making the effort. So let's not waste the opportunity. What do you need to know? Nathan says I love the AFL, Buddy Franklin, uh, Leo Barry, Mark of the century. It's the overall game least influenced by refereeing or umpiring decisions, in my opinion. Nathan, you are completely correct. They try to keep the game going fast. And Andrew says, what do I miss? Well, Andrew, maybe we'll talk some more footy before the end of the week because AFL finals are coming up this week. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.